let's get this underway. I'm going to invite some people to the stage who are on the team that create the amazing world of Gumball. First up, can you give a massive round of applause to Sarah Fell? Sarah is the executive producer. Hi, Sarah. As well as Sarah, can we have Mick as well? Mick Graves is the series director. And then a massive round of applause for Ben. He is the creator of Gumball. Take a seat, guys. Thank you so much for coming down and joining us here. Thank you. And for showing us those uh, new episodes of Gumball. Okay, so how long have you guys first been working on, on Gumball? Uh, since 2009, I think. Or, well, you joined on season 2011, two. 2011, I yeah. joined. But we've been doing it since season one, and you even longer. Yeah, even longer, because I, I, I started working on it, developing it with Cartoon Network for about a year beforehand. Wow, let, let's talk about that. I mean, where did the idea for Gumball come about? Because it's, it's kind of your baby, isn't it, Ben? Yes. Um, <clears throat> so originally, I was, I was working in, in commercials. This is how Mick and I met. Mick was my mentor at a company called Studio AKA, which was focusing on making animated commercials. And I was utterly useless. Um, <laughs> so I drew a lot of characters uh, that no one wanted. Um, and then I had to admit the fact that I was incapable of working in commercials. So I quit, and, um, and I was hired by Cotton Network to help people develop their projects. And when they asked me to present something, what I did was I, um, I sold them the same characters that I had already been paid to do <laughs> during my commercial career. Um, Double and, winning. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Double learning. By winning. And, uh, <laughs> and so this is how the, the weird kind of like mixture of characters and designs came about. Okay. Now, um, there's a family, the Watersons, yes. in Gumball. Now, is this family based upon your own? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately for them. I mean, for me, it's good. I made the career out of it. But, um, but yeah, my mum my is called Richard, and he's a, a giant man-child. Your dad. <laughs> your dad, not your mum. Oh, my dad. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is weird. <laughs> so the mum called Richard. <laughs> your mum would not be happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my mum is Nicole, and my sister is, is Anais. And, and they, they do share a lot of character traits with, with the Watterson family. Uh, Darwin was inspired by my friend Paul, who uh, is bald. That's all I have to say about this. <laughs> no. no, but he was, he was always staying. He was living with us more than he was living with his parents. He was just hanging out all the time at home. OK, cool. Yeah. So then you, you started with your first characters that you sold. And then how did the series develop from there? I mean, how did you uh, put the ideas that you had to a larger team of people? Um, well, like the, to, to develop the, a TV show, you have to, to start with what uh, we call a, a show bible, yep. which is um, in-depth descriptions of what the characters are going to be, uh, what's their name, what's their kind of interaction with each other, and, and how it works in general. Um, so I, I developed this for a little while, and Mick joined me around uh, the tail end of that, I think, just yeah. before the, the show started. Um, and so, yeah, we've at first uh, mostly had, you know, like the, the, the family and, and this idea of what the show would be about. But then you have to go into the details and, yeah. 
and, and, and sort of give dimension to these characters that were just designs in the first place. Okay, cool. Now, um, Mick, as series director, can you explain to us a bit about what your role is? Um, it's kind of uh, pretty broad. You, you can get involved in the writing, yeah. um, but you sort of oversee the, the making of the whole show, the whole, each one of the episodes. So um, you're involved with the storyboard artists uh, to work out what happens after the script. So you draw up, you know, almost like a comic book, a little sort of um, set of panels to, to sort of explain the action and the acting. Yeah. Then you go, you take that and you go to the edit department and you sort of make that into a timed thing and you scratch the voices for it, which means you sort of just roughly yourself type yeah. it out. Um, and from there it goes to layout and background and 2D and 3D animation. So you've got to oversee uh, teams of animators uh, and then wow. eventually after what seems like a lifetime, it all it's comes back together. 45 weeks. <laughs> 45 weeks. Eventually after 45 weeks. You Is that how long it takes to make one yeah. From start to finish. Yeah. Yeah. One it from start to finish. So yeah. you get your idea, you get your little storyboard. So the finished product that you can then send off to yeah. Cartoon Network and say, that's ready yeah. to go. Like that. Yeah. yeah. 45 we do, weeks. We're doing loads all at the same time, but yeah, it's 45 mm. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you, you're sort of watching it at every stage through that as a director. So just to get my head around it, I know you're <laughs> working on a lot at the same time. How many teams are there between start and finish? You've got a storyboard team. Yeah. You've got writers. Uh, writers, storyboard team, a layout team, a background team, three lots of animation teams, yeah. 2D key animation, which is like roughing it out, yeah. and then cleanup animation, and they do what you see on screen. Yeah. 3D animators, yeah. uh, that's another team. You have riggers who are building the wow. puppets. Renderers. <laughs> like renderers. Actually, I think I'll be here all day. Yeah, come. Uh, like, right, so that's but it's huge. Loads. So basically, it's you've loads. got about 45 teams, and each yeah. week you spend yeah. a week on it, and then it's, you send it to the next It's huge, team. yeah. Yeah, okay. and a lot of very, very talented people. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Now, you mentioned that you, as a series director, are involved in a lot of different aspects of the show. Yeah. It, am I right in hearing that you, you do a bit of voice work on the show? I do, yes. Come on then, tell, tell us who you voice. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> i got all the um, info, guys. I, I play a banana on the show. <laughs> I play Banana Joe. Like that. <laughs> which is obviously very close to my natural voice, so it's, it's, not, it's not much of a difficult thing to do, and my natural yellow look. Yeah. I would never have guessed. Okay. <laughs> I tried to keep it quiet. <laughs> Thanks for putting it out there. You all know now. So, Sarah. Yeah? Your role. Yeah. You have to kind of, uh, did, did I hear you say earlier on today that it's, Kind of like herding cats? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your role as um, exec producer, what, what do you have to do? What so I do, I, I basically uh, do more of the money side of things and I also employ, so all the animators and we find them all, we recruit them all, yeah. but we're also overseeing the whole schedule. So these guys are doing it from a creative point of view yeah. and we're doing it more logistically and financially with a boring bit of the production. Okay. She's the Darth Vader of the Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. And we're just all true. <laughs> so how do, you, how do you make sure that these guys' ideas are staying fresh? Well, I, I, it's not me that does that. They have all the ideas. What happens is they then, the idea comes to me, and I get my calculator out. <laughs> and I it can't possibly oh be done. God, how are we going to make this? But generally, we sort of do it as a team, don't we, that yeah. we come up with a solution. Yeah. So 
What is different about Gumball to other shows is that we are doing many different things. Mm. So say when you're doing a normal show, you'd just be doing it all in 2D or all in 3D or all in stop frame. Yeah. But this involves everything. everything. All everything. Yeah. So you have to really understand all of those different bits. And then they've, they'll, they'll come with something else that we've never he heard of. And we're like, oh, God. But we try, <laughs> we, we, try, we try to do it no matter what. So would you say you're a, a very experimental show then? Do you experiment with yeah. new things and techniques? Well, we, yeah, we try to, to kind of mix it up a little bit. I mean, you can tell from the beginning that it was yeah. a bit of a mix-up, a mixed bag of looks and techniques. Uh, but yeah, also, it's, I mean, it's always funny to throw a curveball at Sarah and see how she's going to manage that. <laughs> <laughs> see how loud she shouts. <laughs> Beautiful. Now, Ben, you won your first BAFTA in 2011. Yes. Round of applause for that. Did you know early or from the start that it was going to be a big success? Did you have any inkling? No, I thought we would get fired halfway through. <laughs> we nearly did. We nearly yeah. did, by the way, yeah. Um, and we would have deserved it too. <laughs> so, like, no, I, I never thought it would it would um, it would connect with uh, with an audience that well. I I thought you know we'd have like a little maybe free season show that you know. People would talk about, and then I could go back to be working in a video store or something. That was yeah. my plan. Wow, cool. Yeah. So the thing is, um, at these events, we normally have quite a few budding uh, filmmakers and animators out there. Mm. Um, how did you get started in this? Did, did you, all of you, did you know that you wanted to get into animation from an early age, or know that you wanted to get into filmmaking or TV programs? Well, early on, when I was a child, my plan was to be a ninja. But that, I'm that, still career, on it. that career plan is not as open as it is, like you know, as it was back in the days. So I think ninja jobs are opening up. Though. <laughs> I mean, I think there's still space for them. But then it's like high competition, obviously. True, true. Um, so I had to give up on that. So my next plan was to be a, a, a surfing champion. Okay. That also didn't pan out. <laughs> There's all, it's never too late, Ben. I guess, it's, I guess for me it's a bit late, but like for you guys it's still time. Uh, but, and then my, so I didn't know what I was going to do, so I was planning to just do nothing. That was the third plan. <laughs> so we all went to art school. Yeah. And therefore well, you do nothing. <laughs> and, uh, no, that's not true. My, my sister, at the time there was no real internet or anything, so you couldn't really research schools or any of that stuff. Yeah. So in my mind, people who would do animation were just people who are like naturally gifted and just managed to do animation from birth, yeah. thanks to some god-given gift or something. Yeah. Um, but my sister was looking up her options while I was doing nothing, and she was like, oh, you know, there's schools that do animation, and you like animation. And I was like, I do like that, and now I'm going to do that. Then here we are. <laughs> and so I, I worked to enter a, an animation school in France, because I'm French, you probably guessed. And, um, Couldn't hear it. And then from here onwards, you, you really learn how to do this job, and you understand how the, uh, the, the sort of industry works, and this is how I got into it. What about yourself, Mick? Um, yeah, I, I, I sort of had a vague idea at school. Mm. I liked film and I liked art, and so I, I went to a careers advisor. And I said, "Can I combine film and art?" He went, "No." <laughs> he actually told you no. Yeah, he said no, and then he gave me a leaflet at jobs at the local credit card manufacturing company. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Um, so, and you didn't take any advice. So, luckily. well, no, I did. If it wasn't for, a, I bumped into a friend of mine who said, "Oh, apparently you can do art degree level." And I went, "Oh, okay, okay." I didn't know anything about that at all. Yes. And so I then went to and did graphic design at degree level, which is kind of what you did. I think, yeah, that's actually. what I did. Yeah. Um, and then focused it much more on animation because I was just into cartoons. Yeah. But you wow. just wanted to make your parents angry, basically. That was the <laughs> well, no, I mean, no, well, my my family all went to art school, so I was like, I'm going to become, a, you know, an accountant because it's really rebellious. <laughs> Um, I was actually going to do English, and then I was like, oh, it sounds really hard work. So I had two applications. I was like, English at Exeter or art school? I was like, oh, I'll get to art school. So, yeah, and then, then like Mick, I kind of was like, oh, there's animation. So, mm. In fact, what happened to me was I was a really bad illustrator, so they put me in the animation department. How does that work? I don't know. It's the same skills, right? <laughs> You'll be able to do it loads more. <laughs> so, uh, practice. Yeah. They wanted you to practice. <laughs> yeah, to practice. But we all, we all went to art school, basically, okay. is the way nice. to go. So is there anything you guys still want to achieve with the show? What are your goals that you still have? Well, personally, I, I would love to expand it into a, a bigger format and, and possibly a movie. This is what I'd, I'd love to Ooh. make of it. I <laughs> said, <laughs> <laughs> so that doesn't mean it's going to happen. <laughs> like most things in but my life. But the ooh was appreciated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> should have recorded that. <laughs> so Ninja Career or like movie. Maybe a movie, That's my maybe plan. a Gumball movie. Yeah. yeah. It's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. I think we'd like to see one, wouldn't we? Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> now, um, before we throw to the audience for some questions, um, we've got the animation thing. We've talked about it a bit. Is there any way you could show us a little bit of drawing from the show? Maybe, Ben, you could show yeah, us. Yeah, I, uh, I can show you how to, um, to draw Gumball and Darwin, maybe. You guys want to see that? Yeah. Okay. Um, so let me Pens grab my little it. things. Yeah. I think we've got some. Uh, yeah, here it is. Water, right. anyone? Can you see it in your head before it? Well, this is the trick, actually, to do a, a drawing. Like, the, the better you can uh, imagine the drawing in your head, the better it will come out. It's not so much about what your hand does, it's about what your brain does. Yeah. So if you think real hard about something you want to draw and you can imagine, it, imagine all the details, then usually it will come out as a good drawing. So let's see if I imagine that right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally cheating, by the way. I've done that drawing before. <laughs> You guys can say things in the meantime, you know? You just have, like, kind of I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, what we'll do is we'll get started on, on your questions and answers from the audience, if, if you don't yes. mind. Yeah. So, has anyone got a question that they would like to ask the panel up here? We've got one right in the front here. One second, wait till the microphone gets you. Hello. 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 Nice to see you. Uh, nice to see. I, I think, uh, as you know, that uh, this uh, Amazing World of Gumball is the best programme on television. Not just the best programme for children, the best programme on television. <laughs> I've said this publicly a number of times, but what I'm wondering about is how much you consciously... The reason I think it's brilliant, apart from the animation, is the humour is unbelievably sophisticated, I think. And what I wanted to ask is, uh, are you writing it with an eye to the adult audience at all, or do you just think, well, kids now are incredibly sophisticated in the way that their sense of humour is, so <laughs> it kind of doesn't matter? Um, it's a bit of both, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, thank you for saying all these kind of things, by the way. We're not worthy, obviously. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, no, we always wanted to do something that um, parents or, or big brothers and sisters could watch with the kids. Like, I used to watch the, the Simpsons with my parents, for example, and it was like a really cool bonding experience. There's a lot of jokes I, I wouldn't get from the Simpsons, you know, like when they're making fun of Nixon 
at the age of 12, I didn't quite understand why that was supposed to be funny. But, um, but I think it's like it's finding this balance of like a certain level of reading that can be you know enjoyable for an adult or, or a teenager and like something that is just basic funny, <laughs> like you know, silly, like uh, like a slapstick or yeah, you know, like yeah. A, like a brick a in a washing plate. machine which will make laugh. Yeah. Right, you know, I think this is this is the idea. But and and this is what we try to do and rarely succeed in achieving, but this is the plan, yeah. So aimed at, aimed at anyone. Everybody. Really, yeah, we want everyone yeah. to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that the Copycats episode is actually like a real thing. <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. what did you guys think when you like saw the, the, the what is it, like Chinese ripoff of yeah. Gumball? That's a, that's a, to sum this up. <laughs> um, a company that sells goat, goat milk in powdered goat milk, yeah. I think it was, in, in, in China, just literally traced scenes from Gumball and changed it ever so slightly and then developed this whole like TV show to promote powdered goat milk. <laughs> and so... It's called Magic Star, isn't it? It's yeah, magic, promote it, yeah so. something like that. Ma magical Star. Miracle Star. Miracle, Miracle Star. Star. And so we, we, saw it on the in we saw it on the internet and we were like, what? Not also acceptable. Flattered, yeah, I mean, yeah. I was like, okay, it's cool because someone knows we exist in China. But then they're just ripping us off, which mm. is kind of like a bad move. So we're like, okay, well, you stole our character, so we're gonna steal yours. But <laughs> 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 so the episode you saw is us ripping them off. Yeah. And then killing their. But characters. then. <laughs> <laughs> but then our legal team stepped in and said, we can't be too close to their characters. No, yeah, so yeah, yeah it became like a weird like, conundrum where the, the legal team were like, I'm sorry, guys, but you can't copy exactly their characters because they could sue you. And I was like, how does that work? Like, they copy they us. Yeah. Yeah. It's not cool. fair. And we yeah. copy them, and then they get to win. And they were like, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's how it that's works. The law. This is the law for you. So we, it's like ever so slightly different, but very close. Yeah, it was a production nightmare. Yeah, you loved it, <laughs> didn't you? Oh, yeah. yeah. But it needed to be done. It, no, no, we supported it. But it's it kind of funny, funny arguing with lawyers over like what shape the horns of the, <laughs> the dad the should, be. should be. Yeah. 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 And they're like, I'm afraid it's too close to their design. I'm like, it's close to my design. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yeah. It's wow. kind of a mess like that. Good afternoon. Hello. Hello. So this is a question for all three of you generally. So if you weren't working on the Amazing World of Gumball show, what would you imagine yourselves doing now? Right. Ooh. Ninja? Well, Surf Ninja, I guess. That's surf what Ninja. I was, <laughs> I was, we were all doing things before Gumball, right? Yeah. So I was working at Ardman, so I'd probably be doing Sean the Sheep, which is what I was supposed to be doing, but I came and did this instead. And I stole her from Sean. Like, He'd he, been a, he worked at a hospital. Yeah. He'd be a ninja and I'd be doing Sean the Sheep. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Makes a great team, like yeah. superheroes. <laughs> Dysfunctional superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> With weird superpowers. That answers your question. Down at the front here. Um, hi. Uh, what's the hardest part of making the Amazing World of Gumball? Mm. The most difficult part. Unfortunately, it's all really difficult. All of it, from <laughs> beginning to end. But I think it's the writing, isn't it? I think that, well, everyone struggles with something. Mm. Um, like, yeah, I mean, writing it is difficult because we, we don't have 
very long to write episodes, so we want it to be the best we can, but we never really have the, the time to make it as good as we can. So I guess the hardest part is having to let go of the episodes when we think, I don't know if we, it would make much difference, but say we've yeah. one extra year per episode, I think they'd look So the awesome. most difficult bit, just to be completely clear, is not these two, it's what I have to do. <laughs> because, you know, they're, you know, they're bits, you know, I've got to write for an extra three days because the backgrounds are going to be 50 times harder and then the animation will be 9 million times harder. So people like me then have to make what they're saying happen. Yeah. Right. So actually, I think so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say my yeah. job. <laughs> it's Fair enough. Sarah's job. But I think it's really hard dealing with her as well. Yeah. Because <laughs> I always have these, like, like really that. good ideas. And she's like, oh, you can do it because it costs five million pounds. <laughs> That's a good yeah, impression. Yeah. It's like a really... Like, yeah, and I get the calculator out and prove that, it will you know, actually cost I that. think it's her job to find five million pounds to do something, you know. Yeah, I do try, but sometimes it's just like... <laughs> There's so much huffing and puffing. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? Down there in the front. Hey, um, I, I'm a YouTuber and I make all sorts of silly videos that found would be perhaps decent ideas for children's shows. So I'd like to get into children's programming and presenting. So mm. how did you eventually get your idea, Gumball, in front of the, the right people to, to then collaborate and then in, make that idea a realization, yeah. I guess? Um, yeah, it's a good question. Like, it depends on like, what exactly you're trying to do, I guess, what kind of show you're trying to do. Um, if you think like it will fit something like Cartoon Network, I guess the best thing to do is, is contact someone from Turner and Cartoon Network here in, in London. They have an, a, a big office on Great Marlborough Street, right in front of uh, Piccadilly. Uh, no, wait, what is it? Near Liverpool Street, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and ask for uh, um, a meeting with someone in acquisition or something, and, and say, look, I got this stuff. I'd like to show you. Um, otherwise, festivals is a, is a really good way to meet people. And, and connect. This is what, like, for you children, it's what grown-ups call networking, which is a tedious <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> Sorry to cut in. Does, does Cartoon Network have a site as well, um, Imagination yeah. Studio site? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do there lots of tips yeah. and things That's on there? That's true. Yeah, 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 there's some tips on there. And there's also, like, because I work more in that side, is that you, it, it, the, all the big channels have programs where they're looking for short content. So Disney, Nickelodeon, and Cartoon Network, and CBBC, they're all looking for short content. So you just have to keep an eye out on the websites, and they'll have competitions throughout the year that all the big channels do it. So you can, you can put in ideas. And that's one way of doing it. Like Ben says, festivals is another way. There's loads of networking in London. There's tons of stuff out there. Mm. Hello. Go for it. Hi. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Uh, good afternoon, guys. I really like Gumball Show. I mean, as the other uh, part, I mean, the viewer says that it's really humorous and really funny. I just want to know about one of the episodes. It's uh, called The Refund, where Gumball tries to return his game and try to convince the shopkeeper to return it. So I just want to know about the idea, where this, this inspiration come from. It was a really funny episode. That was from your dad. Refund. That, yeah, that is based on a true story. So when I was what, like eight, I had an Atari, and um, I saved money to buy um, a copy of Street Fighter 2. And I went to the, the store 
in France, and I asked so many questions to the guy who clearly wasn't qualified to answer, but he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, is it going to run on my Atari ST? Or, uh, does it have to be like uh, 1080, or does it have, can it be like 520? And he was like, yeah, just, just buy it. leave. <laughs> buy it and go. And so I bought the game, um, put it in my, in my computer, and it didn't work. And I was crestfallen, right? I was so sad. And so I, I went to cry to my dad and was like, fix it. You fix it. You're a grown up. You go. And he's like, I shall. <laughs> but in three days. And I'm like, why do you have to wait for three days? He's like, hold on. You will see. And so over three days, he grew like a stubble and started to look rougher and rougher, like didn't do his hair and stuff. Like, <laughs> Put on like rough looking tracksuits and like bizarre shoes and stuff, and it was like, now I am ready to fight <laughs> on your behalf. <laughs> like, and it worked like a charm. Like, I, I went there and it was, I didn't really want to be seen with him at this point anymore, <laughs> but I went up to the counter and he was, and he was like, you gotta, you gotta give my son his money back for this, um, and that's it. And the lady was like, yeah, as long as you leave, here's your money, just go. Like, we don't want any trouble with you. So that was you a good life story. lesson, but yeah, that was that was actually a true story. That's the way. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Um, I have two questions, if that's all right. Yes. Um, <laughs> one was um, whether the ideas get censored much in terms of content. Um, well, I think it's important that someone keeps an eye on us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but by the channel. They do, yeah. We do have to put them through a, a, a process. There's a legal compliance department. They read everything. But usually, it's not that much censorship, really. It's more like little details. Yeah. I mean, annoying details, because you never want to change anything when you're an artist. But it'll be like, oh, Anais is not allowed to have pointy scissors. Because mm. yeah. one of you guys might think it's cool to stab your face with it or something. <laughs> it's not cool to stab your face. No, yeah, it's just not. Just to be straight. It's not cool to stab your face. No, no. But you're allowed to weigh yourself down with chains and get in the bath. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they get through. Yeah. Um, and my other question was, um, with all the mixing of techniques, is it always a stylistic choice? Or um, is some of the time, is it logistical or speed? And it's, it's a bit of both, isn't it? Yeah. Like, um, I mean, at first, it was, a, it was an aesthetic choice. We thought it was cool to like, mix it up that way. Sometimes you know we get caught up in production, mm. uh, and we know that, say, animating a complex CG character will take more time and effort than doing a simple 2D one. So suddenly, the super cool, like furry 3D monster has become yeah. like a, a, two, a 2D square. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> <also> <laughs> Darwin originally was a 3D character in, yeah. the, in the initial pilot, and we very quickly worked out that. Because the amount of time he has yeah. to interact with the 2D characters, mm. that was going to double the yeah. production cost and time. It was a terrible idea, basically. As well. It was a terrible yeah. idea, but he was originally 3D. Mm. Thanks. Wow. Okay, got time for one more at the front here. Can I say two questions? Go on then. Oh, so um, my first question: um, If you could do a crossover video with any um, other characters from Cartoon Network, uh, what um, characters would you choose, and uh, what do you think would happen in the episode? Good question. Wow. Good question to end on. Strong fan question right there. <laughs> I would say, like, I, like by the way, I, I had thought of a potential episode like this. 
uh, where, um, so I'll tell you what I thought it should have been, right? I thought it should be like Gumball and Darwin got a backstage pass from the awesome store, right? Which allows them to like go across the barriers of their world into other TV shows. And then the guy would have told them like, make sure to close the door behind you, and they didn't, they forgot. And so all the programs started like contaminating each other, <laughs> right? And then, and then like the guys from uh, I don't know like Batman, and you know the Steven Universe gems and stuff like that, they all have to team up to kick Gumball and Darwin's butt back to Elmore because basically in that story they would be the villains who contaminate the whole world. And that's something like, maybe will happen? Yeah. This or maybe not. Depends on the money. Is that going to happen, Sam? You want to get the calculator out? We're on a definitive yes or no. Batman. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> yeah, I want Batman. <laughs> yeah, Batman. Right. <laughs> and look, this is my normal. Actually, that's exactly what I do at work. Oh, God. <laughs> also, um, now I've said it, it's very possible it happens. <laughs> like, it's kind of like twisting our arm a little more. Yeah, in public. <laughs> Sounds like a good episode, though. Eh? It would be brilliant. Right. Sounds like a good episode. Um, don't forget to check out, we mentioned it earlier, the Cartoon Network uh, Imagination Studio site. So if any of you out there are budding uh, animators, uh, filmmakers, and you want tips and to see little bits and bobs, do check that out. It's the Cartoon Network Imagination Studios site. Um, I'm going to also remind you, new series of Gumball starts this Monday. It's going to be on weekdays at 5 30. So if you want to see all the new episodes, be there weekdays at 5.30. Um, can we give these guys a massive round of applause? Thank you. 